Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, Friday feuds coming through, which is fantastic. You know, a lot of people are uh, getting behind Scotty Sattler. A lot of people are getting behind Peter O'Sullivan as to, you know, have they recruited well, have they not? But as you mentioned, Brooksy, in the break, the proof will be in the ultimate pudding. We're going to find out, aren't we? The immediate thing is going to be 10 wins and coming 12th on the ladder like the Titans did in 07. But it sounded like Peter's like looking long-term, like he wants to make this team grow. Yep. And then once they get their own juniors and, and compete and try and get the marquees later on, that's how they're going to start winning premierships. But, yeah, the first to lift the NRL trophy between the Dolphins and the Titans will be an interesting side. We're talking rivalries before, a little side one. Yeah. There. As soon as I heard Isaiah Katoa had similarities, he wasn't saying he was the next or anything like that, yeah. but had similarities to Jim Dimmick, who's 6 and 13. Yeah, that was a giveaway, wasn't well, it? Well, that, that says to me the MILF will not be – my guess is mm. MILF won't be in starting. that starting 13. Yeah. The, the inaugural – Dolphins team, I think, will be number seven, Sean O'Sullivan. Number six, this kid, Isaiah Katoa. Thoughts? Do you agree or disagree? By the way that conversation went, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yep. Mm. He didn't mention his name. But you can tell he's very high on Hamiso Tabuai Fado, saying he's the one of the fastest players in the game and mentioning him in the spine. I I thought that was an interesting signing, uh, that the Cowboys were going to let him go. And they pounced on him and offered him the right money, right conditions, starting at fullback. Because remember, Hammer was coming on for 10... He's an origin player. 8, 10, 15 minutes for yeah. the Cowboys. Played origin. And that's the sort of signing that you we might look back on and see the Hammer scoring 15, setting up 15 and go, yeah. wow. They won't get the yeah. spoon, that's boys. Great, I'm telling you right now. Yeah. I, I, I've been resolute on this from the get-go. The Dolphins will not get the spoon. There's too many good players there. People are... It's, the market is wrong as far as so who does get. The I'll be taking the start. Dolphins against the Roosters this time of year. Roosters have got a horrible first up under Robinson record. first up record because that's yeah. not his big picture. His big picture is September October, mm. and the energy of a new team up there in Queensland. They're getting nineteen and a half start or something. That's a big big start this time of year. You saw these best teams or these good teams Penrith against St Helens. You know, like it, it's very early in the piece. And when you're offering a team nearly 20-point start, it's just outlandish. Easy money. And how about the um, Salford winger going to the Roosters? Like, yeah. we're trying to have a chat about the Dolphins and, and the it, Titans and, and, and stuff. And, and somehow got, got read on that. Nick and Trent Robinson have yeah. got another one. It'll be interesting to see who it is. Yeah, Nick can do my tax return, that's for certain. <laughs> oh, right? yeah. That roster. <laughs> oh, look, look, having played, at, having played at Salford, I know the Willows uh, versus Bondi Beach. Yeah, it's not much in it. Yeah. Anyway, the run home with Joel and Fletch. April, thank you very much. Uh, Socky's brought us in for the halftime chat to blast into the second half, and we're ready to go. Don't you worry about that. The run home thanks to Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel in stock now. Rotoflex by Blunson, where stability meets the freedom to move and footy live in 4K Ultra HD only on Foxtel and only a few sleeps away. Time to do this. Time now for an NRL preseason update. Make your own rules at Anytime Fitness. 
All righty, it's hard to find the good coaches. There is no doubt about that. Uh, we saw what happened with the Sharks a few weeks ago with Craig Fitzgibbon extending to the end of 2027, I think it may be, maybe even 2028. Either way, he's got five years in front of him. And now the North Queensland Cowboys have agreed to a contract extension with head coach Todd Payton uh, running through to the end of the 2026 season. So three years on top of his original deal, which was slated to end at the end of this year. Uh, North Queensland is our home, says Todd Payton. The first 12 months were lean in terms of results, but we're starting to see the rewards of some decisions we made during that 2021 season around blooding young players and coupled with the elite talent that we have in our squad. I'm confident that we are heading into a truly exciting time at this club. Now, this next topic, Angus Crichton is on indefinite leave. And look, one thing I'll say to this and I was recipient of many, many text messages around this. It's, you don't always have to shovel on this stuff, you know, when it relates to people's welfare and that. You don't always, I know it's good rumours and all that sort of stuff, but you don't always have to participate. Uh, Socky, uh, what's your view on this Angus Crichton situation? I think the game's come a long way in, in all codes that we can now look at these things and there's not as much stigma attached to it, you know, and, and, and now I think the game is in a better position than ever to support players, you know, holistically, which is, I think is what's happening with Angus. Now, whatever it is, I don't care. It's none of no. my business. It's a personal decision. But I think a club like the Roosters, which has got a, a great history in, in looking after uh, ex-players, Boyd Cordner, Jake Friend, I think there's a, a great bunch of players there or a core that can support him. And, you know, ultimately – Football may not be the best thing for him moving forward, but I know that he's going to be in a safe place now that the game has come so far that hopefully he can get back on you know, the road to recovery uh, and back playing footy if he wants to. And if not, I know the sport will support him after. Yep. Uh, yeah. Well said. There, there is bigger things in sport. You're 100% right, Socky. And you know that all too well. The Warriors, by the way, they're getting well and truly into rugby league, looking to ramp that up. CEO Cameron George has today announced their intentions. So the club has approached the New South Wales Rugby League about adding teams into the jersey flag, which these days are the under-21s. The Harold Matthews Cup under-17s and uh, reserve grade and SG ball. So they are well and truly wanting to be all in. That is the Warriors, uh, according to the CEO, Cameron George. So well done on the Warriors for that. This is the run home with Joel and Socky. Have your say on the text line. Before we break, uh, Fitzy, race seven, number three, Canberra. He's put in as a WBW. So well done there, Fitzman. We'll see how that plays out. Break and more to come on the other side of this. Don't forget as well, NRL round one just about here. And here at SEN, Brighton's Lawyers, your verdict competition where you pick one NRL winner each week for the chance to win $2,500. A way to do that, head to sensurvivor.com.au. Are you excited about our new show, Socky? Uh, yes. Yep. Pumped. Yeah, you sound it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, every Saturday, 2 to 5 o'clock, uh, we're covering league and racing. Uh, yourself, myself, Scotty Sattler, if he's still keen after we've just baked him with Peter O'Sullivan, yeah. and, of course, Adrian Prezenko. Yeah. That'd be a good afternoon. Yeah. Mm. Rugby league and racing. That's yeah. about all I need, I reckon. That's about my perfect afternoon. Yeah. And to think I'll be on radio with you three blokes is just tops it off. Right. I hit us on the text line. Hit us with an aubergine if that's right up your alley. Rugby league and racing on a Saturday. 
Scotty Sattler, soccer myself. If you're going to be listening in, yeah. hit us with an aubergine. We'd love to hear that. I can't believe I can pass that off as work to the missus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got to go in and watch the racing and the footy on a Saturday <laughs> Yeah. No, so you got to sell it differently. Yeah. You just go, look, we've got a five-hour show. Yeah. And before you ask, and you can't claim the losses, yeah. too. You, you can't. <laughs> just before you ask. No, you can't. You can't. But uh, anyway, that's going to be happening here on SEN 2 to 5pm every Saturday, let it ride. So we're looking forward to that. Myself, Scotty Sattler, Adrian Brzezinka, and the great man, Stevie O'Keefe. So, Sock, um, you have signed on for another season, but what does it mean for you? Are you playing grade again? or what? How long are you sort of got yeah, a bit of relaxed time? I've got, a, uh, I've got a, about three weeks off, then we'll play finals for Manly uh, starting in about three weeks. And then, yeah, on again with the Sixers next year. So play white ball stuff. And then just keep. I'm just going to keep going for as long as I possibly can. I've got a great message. The great Brad Hogg. Yeah. When I'd signed on for another year, he sent me a, a message to say congrats, mate. Just keep taking that low hanging fruit. And yep. I said yes, sir. Yeah. So, yeah. We'll see how we go. What's the hardest part of getting to your age? Yep. Playing big bash, and and as I said, you're just doing it at the most uh, terrific level. What's the hardest part? It's the training. I think the hours that you put into training because there's a. It's it's a lot of. Game day is the fun. That's the part. I think yep. you, I think that's the bit that's the easiest to get up for. I think it's just the bits in between. It's the three or four days a week that you spend bowling in the nets. That Speaking to Dan Christian, who retired yep. this year, he's played over 400 T20 games. Mm. He just said, I just lost the urge to get better. And I think as soon as that happens, then there's no point playing. But I, I'm still – I've had the most fun I've had this year ever. So Take us through the end of the season. This young kid comes out of nowhere over there at Perth. Uh, who are you talking about Todd Murphy? No, the young kid. Who, who was the young kid in the grand final? Oh, Connolly. Connolly. Yeah, so young. Uh, I was speaking to Mitch Marsh about him in the semi final, and we hadn't seen him play. And we were thinking about it because we, we need a legacy plan at the Sixers to sustain success, as we've, we've heard, yeah. you know, three or four times. We are thinking about trying to get him over as an understudy to myself or even to play ahead because he bowls good left arm spin right. and he slogs him as left hander. But Mitch was saying that he was having a conversation with him. He was about to bat before a game before, and he said, mate, this kid's just got no fear. Like, he remembers when he was a 17, 18-year-old going out, you know, you'd be petrified. Yeah. He said, nowadays, these kids, they don't even bat an eyelid. No, you know, lo and behold, a week later, he walks out in the biggest game, you know, in front of 50,000, and that place wow. is just humming when there's 50,000. Yeah. Even I was shaking a little bit, and we, I think we got, we got done by the crowd. You know, that was the, the 13th player over in Perth. He came out and single-handedly won them the, the game. And When did you know you were in big trouble? Against the Scorchers. Yeah. Well, Turner's always their big wicket because he just plays. He can build innings better than anyone, but yep. at Perth in particular, he is better than anyone. So... It, the way that the game's set up now in T20 cricket, you can only have five players out, but there's always a gap. There's always a hole. It might be deep square leg, deep mid-wicket, deep cover, but he's got a shot for each one of those gaps. Yep. And because you set your field in a certain way, he can know where the bowler's going to bowl. The pitch at Perth doesn't offer much variances. If you go slow, it doesn't really hold up. If you, It doesn't really spin. So he's got a, a 360 game, as we like to call in cricket, and he, he just picks you off. And now that he's getting older... He knows when to go up gears and down gears, and there's no uh, no coincidence why they're they're now running a legacy of five win five yeah, winning that's, titles, that's crazy, isn't it? three three finals. So they've played in eight grand finals out of twelve competitions. How many did the Sixers have? Three. We, we've won three and played in five six five finals and made you know eight semifinals. It's pretty remarkable. What is it? Eight nine teams and eight teams. Yeah. Two, two teams have got dominated over the. It's yeah, crazy. One eight out of twelve. Yeah. 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 Yeah, just on uh, young kids who, 
no fear, as you mentioned. I'll never, ever forget Benji Marshall's first training session. He came down as a school kid, and behind Concord Oval there, they had the um, basketball, little mini basketball court underneath the grandstand. And even me, as a kid, like it was early 20s, I'd sort of just stay out of it for the older players. And Benji turned up as a 16-year-old and couldn't give a rats and was just dominating the basketball court as if he owned it. Yeah. And and you need that mentality sometimes, don't you? Yeah, I agree. And you look at his career, which has lasted over 20 years, and the resilience and optimism that these kids have. So, yeah, I think we are breeding a new sort of cricketer these days with this attitude, and I think social media's got a bit to do with it. The hype, they're starting to believe it, and, you know, good on them. On the run home with Joel and Fletch, time for a sports update. Thanks to the Sporting Globe, Rabina and Logan, your home of sport. Oh, I hadn't come across this, Socky boy. Uh, I did know that Pat Cummins was coming home. We're across all that, but he's staying home. Pat Cummins is staying home, which by your eyebrows being raised, you didn't know about that either. Steve Smith to skip the third test thoughts. Uh, there's two, I guess to unpack that, Pat Cummins, the main reason, Brooksy, is that, yeah, his mum is... Yeah, mum's in palliative care. So he's, it yep. looks like he's decided against returning to India because yeah. he wants to be with his family. Yep. So, yeah, there was a lot being said about Pat Cummins. We didn't really know what was going mm. on, yep. but Cricket Australia's just come out now and said his mum's quite sick and yep. he wants to be with his mum, so he's staying at home and yep. he won't be going back to India in yep. the near future. Good, good call. Good yeah, great call. call. Um, and Steve Smith being captain in those circumstances, I mean, you, you feel for Pat. And I think Steve would do a stellar job. He did last time we were over there. And um, I think one of the things that I was messaging Pat when he was over in India and I was complimenting the whole way about how he led the spin group over there because you had two, Matt Kuhneman and Todd Murphy. I said, mate, I think you're doing a really brilliant job with these young kids, you know, playing in, in these conditions. And he said, mate, they're such an easy couple of youngsters to look after. And, you know, Pat's a great leader. And I think he's done a tremendous job. So far with that Australian cricket team is so tough over in India. You know, 43 games, two losses in India. That's how well India yeah. are going. Um, but Steve Smith, I think, will bring his own touches to that Australian side and I think could could ultimately be the difference between them having success because he does click into another gear when you put that C next to his name. Thoughts and prayers, of course, with uh, Paddy Cummins yep. and the family. Uh, yeah, uh, there's things far bigger than playing sport. Just on the captaincy, and you mentioned, and I agree, I think he's done a great job, Paddy Cummins. Somebody, and I don't know cricket like obviously anything like you do. Somebody mentioned that uh, having a bowler as a captain for the Red Bull game is like having a winger captain in rugby league. Is that a fair call? Is it hard to captain as a as a mainstream bowler? It used to be that way. Yes. You know, in cricket, it's funny how the dynamics are changing and we're seeing it with the England team. Back, back in the day, if you'd run down the wicket against a new ball and you're nicked off, you're seen as having no ticker and no courage. Nowadays, if you're not being proactive as an opening batter, like we're seeing with the English cricket team running down the wicket, taking the new ball on in their test yeah. match, you know, you're seen as, or if you're defending, you're seen as weak and not having a crack. So it's funny how the game is changing. And we're seeing it now with fast bowlers. More and more fast bowlers now, I think you'll see, will come in as good captains because they are good captains. Yep. The only danger that you have in certain times with fast bowlers captaining the side is their ability to captain for long periods of time because they do have injuries. They do need to have breaks. Um, you know, they do need to have spells like any other cricketer. So the, the dynamics of the captain will change, I think, over different times, a bit like we're seeing with white ball coaches versus red ball coaches versus white ball captains versus red ball captains. You might find 
in the Australian cricket team, you have a you have a captain and a vice captain. And the perfect case in this example is Steve Smith is a ready and willing, capable guy to fill the shoes of Pat Cummins. In this case, it's for family illness. But just in case Pat did need a spell or was injured, uh, you can give him a break. But I think you will see more fast bowlers captaining because they do have a great brain. Josh yeah. Hazelwood captained Australia in a one day at the SCG against England. Um, which was fantastic and and did a great job and they had a big win. So it, it, it's you're going to see more and more doing that. So that analogy of a winger versus a you know a, being a captain of a football team, I think, is just a load of BS. The run home with Joel and Sock. Women's World Cup. Ash Gardner turning into an absolute superstar. Uh, now Australia will play England or South Africa in the final. So that's really just uh, building momentum. Australia have now won 21 of their past 22. T20 matches, so that's unbelievable work. England take on New Zealand. Basball continues. Day one today at the Basin. England three for 315 at Stumps. Rough start for England. They'll three for 21. Hello. Harry Brook here. Uh, Harry Brook on fire today. 184 <laughs> not, as they like to say. You're not allowed to say off. No. 184 not. Not. Uh, of not, 169. Not Joe Root, 101 not. Mm. So nice recovery there from England. And Basball continues its merry dance. This is the run home with Joel and Fletch today, Socky. An hour to come. Plenty more still to come. If you missed the start, the podcast, Apple, Spotify, take your pick. It's all waiting there for you. But we've got a big hour still to come.